Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 10th of May and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right well let's kick off as always with the scores on the doors and a pretty low volume day for the US markets once again as they await those crucial CPI numbers on Wednesday their time and of course the PPI number on Thursday. So that is the focal point of the US and of course that debt ceiling also coming into focus with the talks between uh, Biden and the Republicans failing to make any progress. So plenty of uh, TV talk about what happened at that meeting from Kevin McCarthy etc. on the debt ceiling. As far as the scores and the doors go, the Dow fell 57 points or 0.17%, 33,562. It had a high of up 38 points. It had a low of down 109. So a very narrow trading range. In fact, I don't think anyone was that bothered about the market yesterday or last night in the US. All eyes on that CPI number, 5% expected. NASDAQ, down 77 points or 0.63%, 12,180. The S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, down 0.46%, 19 points, 4,119. The VIX volatility index was up 4.3%, 17.71. So despite the fact the Dow went absolutely nowhere, a few people piling in and getting a few cheap options as some protection. Spy Futures falling 21 points. We had a 12-point down day yesterday. 21 points down today. 0.3 of a percent showing. European markets ease back as well. Stock 600 down 0.3. FTSE down 0.2. Germany unchanged. France down 0.6. Looking at US stocks trading, Apple was down a percent. Meta was unchanged, Google down 0.4, Microsoft down 0.5, Amazon up 0.8, Tesla down 1.5, Netflix up 0.3, JP Morgan down 0.5, Citigroup up 0.4, Goldman's down 0.5. You can see not an awful lot of uh, shaking of the trees going on. Bank of America down 0.1, Wells Fargo up 0.4, Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 0.9 of a percent. Exxon Mobil unchanged. General Motors down 1.1 and Walmart up 0.2 of a percent. Looking at US 10 years, not a lot going on there either. 3.52 up 0.3 basis points. Two years, 4.026, 1.4 basis points. The Aussie 10 year, 3.468. Very, very calm and flat. Bitcoin. Uh, recovering a little bit up 0.4 of a percent. The Aussie dollar 67.59 and the US dollar index up 0.2 of a percent. Looking at commodities, we had Brent crude pushing a little bit higher up 0.9 of a percent, 67 cents to 77.28. WTI up 55 cents or 0.75 percent, 73.63. Gold up 0.6, 13 bucks to 2034. And platinum having a good night last night, up 3.2%. LME back on last night. Of course, they had a Coronation Street holiday on Monday. 
Copper was up 0.3. Nickel got smacked down 4.1%, but nickel is quite volatile on the LME. Aluminium down 0.1, zinc down 0.5, lead up 0.7, and ton down 0.4. In Asia yesterday, the iron ore price was down 1.3%. Dalian futures down 0.2%. Coal down 1.2%. Lithium having a bit of a bounce, up 5.5% in Chinese trade. Looking at commodity stocks, BHP overseas was down 06 Rio was unchanged in ADRs, so nothing very exciting there either. Freeport up 0.3, Alcoa down 0.8, Tech up 2.5, Anglo unchanged, Glencore up 0.5, Vale 1.4, and Arbemile up 0.5 of, uh, sorry, 5% for Arbemile, 5% higher for Arbemile. Looking at US news last night, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said on CNBC Monday afternoon that failing to raise the debt ceiling would be an economic catastrophe. Having said that, the debt ceiling talks have ended with no progress, but I think they're meeting later in the week. Both sides saying there is no way the US is going to default on its debts. But as usual, we're going to see this kabuki pantomime continue as horse trading on spending cuts, etc., is the focus. Uh, interesting news as well overnight that Donald Trump has found been found liable in the civil case. It is a civil case. The burden of proof is substantially less than a uh, proper uh, prosecution. Also news out today that AI could double Microsoft's cloud revenue, according to Bernstein. They say, while it's too early to model the full impact of this transformation on Microsoft's financials, the revenue opportunities being created are very large, and the upside for revenue earnings and free cash flow will be substantial. All right, heading to local news, of course, all about the budget uh, today. Not that there is anything particularly exciting for the market, the dollar or interest rates in the budget. It is slightly hawkish, I would imagine, in terms of the budget, uh, in terms of the RBA, and they will necessarily have to look again, potentially, at raising rates if this budget does turn out to be slightly stimulatory. However, given that it's very targeted towards the low end of income earners, uh, it is hardly likely to cause an awful lot of inflation. So uh, watch and wait. Macquarie has a piece out today on the budget, and it's uh, the stocks that will be affected It is very few and far between. I have to say it's a very small research piece. Most of the news, of course, is usually out well and truly before the budget. The biggest was the petroleum rent resource tax, uh, which was so watered down, even the gas companies were happy to to say, please pass that legislation to the coalition. So uh, that gives you a sign that maybe uh, the Labour government could have gone a little harder with the petroleum rent resource tax changes. In other news today, Endeavour Energy's existing shareholder, Macquarie Asset Management, is uh, looking as if it's buying the superannuation fund Rest's 12.6% stake in the New South Wales electricity distributor. Um, Rest is bidding farewell to Endeavour after six years of ownership, and a five-month-long auction has been run by Baron Joey. Uh, taking its place will be Macquarie Asset Management. Maine Pharmaceutical has announced a buyback for up to 10% of the company's issued capital. It will be funded from Maine Pharma's current cash reserves. It also expects FY23 EBITDA to be aligned with the consensus of the two analysts covering the company. 
hardly a surprise there. When analysts do cover a company, especially the big analysts, they do run their numbers past the company to ensure they haven't made any big gaffes. And the company then has the opportunity to steer the analyst in the right direction. So it's hardly a surprise that the consensus will be aligned with what the company is looking at as well. SRG has upgraded earnings guidance. That's SRG Global, which is an industrial services company. Upgraded its FY23 EBITDA to the range of 79 to 80 million. This includes a contribution in the range of 4.5 to 5 million from the company's recently acquired asset care business. So that looks as if that one's going along quite well. Goldman Sachs this morning has suggested the uh, risks are now more skewed to an RBA tightening uh, as the near-term boost to household incomes will have an incrementally hawkish read-through for monetary policy. The skew for household incomes to rise, as I said earlier, is very much at the lower end of the income scale, and I don't think they're going to be rushing out and stoking inflation. They'll just be paying bills with their increase. In the AFR today, there's uh, an article on uh, the Australian construction industry saying it's headed for a lot more pain as tearaway inflation in materials, labour and rain delays worsen the devastating losses on fixed price contracts. Just as the new pipeline of new work dries up and competition intensifies, um, they say that builders behind more than 5,200 homes worth around $2.2 billion have collapsed since 2021. The executive chairman of the AS-listed builder Tamarwood, Robert Lynch, has said it's the grimmest I've ever seen in 45 years in the industry. In broken news today, City has upgraded corporate travel and flight centre. It's upgraded to a buy from neutral target increase to 23.80 from 17.80, which is a 15% upside. We did look at corporate travel on Ausbiz yesterday, both Rudy and I. Uh, I was a little bit reticent. Uh, only because I hadn't really seen the financial impact of that big contract they won in the UK. Not sure we've actually seen how much in terms of benefit to corporate travel. It was a big number, but whether it is a big profit remains to be seen. Flight Centre has also been upgraded by City to a buy from neutral target increase from 25.50 from 19.55. That's an 18% upside. And Suncorp this morning has reported a Q3 SETI ratio of 10.4% versus a quarter ago of 10.5% as the CET1 ratio. In the papers today, Worley is eyeing M&A opportunities. Uh, that out this morning as well. And in other news, uh, COG states to cut 13% of full-time workforce and it has reduced the FY23 guidance. Uh, Red Bubble. It's all happening. Redbubble implements a restructure to return to cash flow positive, reaffirms FY23 MPR guidance. It has reduced operating expenditure by a further 13 to $15 million, with a majority of savings by reducing workforce by 23%. There you go. There's the jobs being lost across the board at the moment. PPK Group subsidiary. White graphene graphene and Boeing collaborate to develop a boron nitride. And we have, um, that's about it for the time being. 